The Mind Your Home podcast is now available on video. To watch the video associated with this episode and see any visuals that may be mentioned in the episode, follow the link in the description to the YouTube channel. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the channel. So for those of you who are part of the work from home group, like I am, you're looking for ways to boost your focus and productivity while working from home and also maintaining your lovely sanctuary of a space that you want to be able to rest and relax in, then you might want to consider a sleek, optimized, minimalist workspace at home. And if you're not sure how to go about that, well, that's what today's video is all about. The first tip is to, of course, declutter. Start by giving your workspace a once over and saying goodbye to anything that's not pulling its weight, or maybe it's pulling too much weight, which brings me to my next question. Do you really need a printer? I have not missed my printer since letting go of it. If you don't actively need to be printing physical copies of things, then maybe you might consider doing the same thing because you're not only getting rid of the cumbersome printer that collects dust, but also all of the things that go along with it. The ink, the printing paper, the cords that you have to keep plugged into the wall, food for thought. Now, of course, you want to keep those items that are essential for your work or that ignite that creative spark, right? So we're talking about the stuff that really makes you nod with a sense of purpose, not the odds and ends that you're not really using on a regular basis. You want to create space to breathe and to think and to create. So really try to respect your workspace as being for that. The second tip for creating a minimalist workspace is going to be to look for quality over quantity. You want to elevate your workspace with thoughtful selections. Now, when it comes to furnishings, think like a discerning curator rather than an eager collector. So selecting pieces that stand the test of time and that are going to serve you and your body well. Your chair isn't just a place to park yourself for the next 12 hours. It's your throne of productivity and creativity. And a desk isn't just a table. It's your workspace command center the grand stage where your ideas come to life. And that doesn't mean that it has to be that grand of a stage. You can even get away with little portable desks. I use those all the time. But whatever you go with, you want to make sure that it can accommodate your workflow without turning into a clutter magnet. So let's talk about a neutral color palette. Think of the colors that you use in your workspace as setting the stage for a focused environment. So whatever is gonna pull you into that zone, that's what you wanna be thinking about. These colors aren't here to steal the show. They're background players that create a sense of ease. White, for example, can bring a feeling of simplicity and grays can often bring a touch of sophistication. Muted tones, just in general, really maintain a peaceful atmosphere, which can help you to concentrate and really focus on your work without any visual commotion. And for the most part, neutral colors are always in style. So if you go with like a soft cream or a white or a light gray, you're very likely not going to have to go through the process of repainting those walls in five to 10 years when the bright old maroon that you went for is driving you crazy and it's totally gone out of style. Tip number four is all about embracing elegance of simple decor. So the goal here is of course to be intentional. Each thing that you choose should fit into your workspace in a way that adds to its atmosphere without making it overcrowded. This can range from having no decor at all and going just super sleek white minimalist to adding controlled motivational elements. So you might pick up a single piece of art or an affirmation or mindset anchor 
anger, you know, like some people have phrases that really get them in the zone and remind them of what they're doing and why it's important. Or maybe a plant or a clock, something that helps you to stay on track and, you know, refocus your attention because you're seeing the time pass. Just things that make you feel good or that make you feel productive and add a touch of your personality. Now let's talk about making the most of hidden storage options, like desks with drawers, cabinets, or spaces for bins. These functional additions allow you to keep your workspace neat and organized without everything being on display. So this is something that I've used many times. If you take a look at the office desk that I have in my living room, I have a bunch of shelves with bins and then a few select things that I've chosen to be on display. And this allows me to have my essentials without the eyesores. It also decreases the upkeep needed because you're not having to constantly reorganize or clear up your workspace. This hidden storage does most of the job for you. Now I'm all about going green with the papers and digitizing whatever possible, but for those essential documents, something like a binder or a folder system can be a lifesaver. So instead of sifting through piles of paper and clunky filing cabinets, you can easily locate what you need and move your documents from space to space in this single binder or folder. Hidden storage solutions can help you to create that environment that's both practical and visually pleasing at the same time if you do it right. Of course, you just don't want it to get out of hand to where you're storing and hiding clutter. Number six is something that I've recently upgraded myself, and that is cable management. I've always done some kind of cable management, but recently I just stepped it up. I got cable boxes and the whole works. And most of us can agree that cables and cords suck. I appreciate that they allow us to keep things going, but at this point in technology, it would be awesome if everything was just cordless. Since that's not the case, and that's just not the world we live in yet, Cable and cord management is a huge win whenever it comes to maintaining a frazzle and clutter-free workspace. So the top tools of the trade here are cable clips, sleeves, and boxes. Cable clips help to hold your cords in place and they kind of give them a direction. Tangled sleeves are like protective jackets that help to bundle all of your cords together into one nice streamlined rope type of situation. I really like this mesh that's slit down vertically so that you can pull any of the cords out as you need to. You don't have to like dismantle the whole system when you need to remove your cell phone charger because you're going on a trip. And then of course the creme de la creme, the cable boxes, which I have just become in love with. This houses the power strips and any excess cords. So whatever normal nested jumble you would have next to a power strip or next to wherever you plug things in, those are all concealed inside of these cable boxes. They hide the cords and you can do like I do and use them in conjunction with the clips and with the cable mesh or the cable sleeves. And it just really makes this great system for cable management. These can be either hidden or on display. I have one in my bedroom that's hidden behind my bedside table just because that's the setup that works best for my cords there. But then I have another version of it that's in my living room on the desk shelf. Number seven is to utilize digital organization. You're gonna find it much easier to maintain a minimalist, tranquil office or workspace when you really embrace digital tools for note-taking, file storage, task management, and calendars, you know, all the things. There are tools for everything. And these can replace physical clutter or physical items with a streamlined digital approach. You know, your notes and documents are neatly stored on your devices or in the cloud and are accessible wherever you need them instead of needing to hang on your wall or sit on your desktop. So think about using digital calendars instead of paper ones. Appointments and tasks and deadlines and all of that stuff can be organized electronically and then you don't need to have 
brightly colored sticky notes all over your desk and everything is just in one place. And so if you're worried about forgetting, because I hear people say a lot, well, I worry that if I didn't have the bright stickies in front of me, then I would definitely forget everything. Then reminders and notifications are going to be your friend. I set reminders for everything. I usually set three reminders. I have one the day before, an hour before a reminder, and then for many things, I'll do a 10 minute before reminder. So you can definitely make it work. If your digital clutter situation is currently a big mess, I'm gonna leave a link for a resource for that down in the description. My friend Kath has a digital clutter workshop that she offers for free. So feel free to check that out. I've gotten a lot of really great ideas from her in the past. Number eight, I'm gonna keep short and sweet, but it is minimal office supplies. Keeping it simple with your office supplies. It can be so easy to go to Target and walk down the office supplies aisle and see all of the gorgeous bundles, you know, a teal stapler with the matching tape roller and the staple remover and just like all of the little pieces to go together. And you know you're only going to maybe use one if any of those things, but the fact that it's a matching set means that you're taking all of them. I've done that before. My set was actually teal and I don't think that I ever really used any of it. Number nine, natural light. So natural light, don't get me on my light kick. <laughs> natural light can boost your mood. It can improve your focus. It can reduce the need for excessive artificial lighting, you know, so it's more eco-friendly. It's better on your energy budget, but it just feels good. Sunlight boosts your positivity and it just elevates your sense of well-being. So consider setting your workspace up near a window with the sunlight, soft rays streaming in. You know, it's not just about aesthetics. It's about tapping into that powerful source of energy that can really transform your work environment. It can give you more creativity and it can make you feel more energized to work. It's like a gentle nudge reminding you that the outside world is still there. You know, you're knee deep in tasks, but there's still beauty outside. And this can help you to improve your focus and make your workspace feel less enclosed, less like you're in a little cavern that you're stuck in for the next eight hours. It's not just about where you work, it's about how you work. And working in natural light can just enhance your work experience. Number 10 is a functional layout. In order to have a minimalist workspace that works, you definitely wanna consider the layout. Design a workspace where every piece of furniture and equipment is positioned with purpose. Think about the harmony between form and function. That's what you're really tapping into here. A functional layout doesn't just mean that things are in their place, it means they're in the right place. No awkward reaches or fumbling movements when you're trying to get things done. This involves some planning and definitely some consideration of how you use your space. So here are some things to consider. Number one, you're going to want to assess your needs. Start by understanding your work habits and what tools or equipment you actually use frequently. Number two, you want to choose the right location. Select a spot for your space that offers good lighting and minimal distractions. You might position yourself near a window like we talked about before and take advantage of that natural light. Number three, like we talked about with the furniture, you want to prioritize ergonomics. Make sure that your desk and your chair and your computer setup are ergonomically sound, meaning that your chair should support your posture and your computer screen should be at eye level to prevent any strain on your neck. And then you want to consider your workflow and arrange your items based on that workflow. So for example, you might want to position your computer close to a note taking area if you're frequently returning to physical notes while you're working on your computer. Number 11, consider plants. Plants can of course improve air quality and they add a touch of nature. They create a soothing atmosphere that counteracts the hustle and bustle of work. So it's kind of like what we talked about with letting in the natural light to remind you that there's still nature and that there's still an outside world out there. They can just give you a little breadth of escape from the digital realm. 
There have even been research studies for people who work in places that allow for plants or that have plants hanging. And there are entire books that have been published about this. But basically, the presence of plants increases morale and they can boost your mood, reduce stress, and enhance your cognitive function. So they can actually make you work better. Also, if you like a little symbolism in your space, plants symbolize growth and vitality. They're a reminder that like a plant, your work can flourish and bloom with care and attention. Number 12, multi-purpose furniture. I shared before that just general minimalist principles include things like versatility and, you know, multi-purpose, being able to use one thing for many things. So you're taking up less space, it's more efficient, and you're not having to fumble around with so much stuff, so much clutter. Well, in your office, you can consider furniture that serves multiple functions, like a desk that has built-in shelves. Again, this is what I have in my living room here. There are just tons of shelves. We can use bins, and it just serves many purposes. Or you could look at something like a fold-down wall desk or a window seat with storage underneath. So these furniture choices are kind of like a Swiss army knife for your workspace. They maximize utility while minimizing the clutter. You're making the most of your space without compromising on functionality, which is key. Your furniture can do more than just occupy space. It can elevate your workspace experience. This is especially helpful if you have a workspace with limited square footage like I do, and like I know many of you out there probably do. And as your needs change, it's great because multi-purpose furniture can evolve with you. You can use it in different ways. Number 13, consider vertical solutions. Instead of spreading out and continuing to spread and pile horizontally, explore the untapped potential of all of that vertical space. Shelves that climb upwards, wall-mounted organizers, or even hanging pockets if you're someone who needs to have physical papers. This is another way to keep your tools and supplies within arm's reach without having to, again, clutter your surface or overuse bins. A vertical approach not only makes your area more organized, but it also adds a touch of creativity to your surroundings. It looks cooler and more creative to have you know, like some staggering ledges or some geometric cubbies on the wall. This helps you to create a workspace that's both efficient and imaginative. Number 14, a digital detox zone. This isn't obviously a requirement, but it's a really good idea to designate a specific area or a corner for taking breaks, for getting centered, or just for decompressing. This is a work-free zone, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it can't exist in your office, even if you have an official office. Think about something like Google headquarters. Yeah, I may have gotten this from the movie Interns. This space of data-driven tech geniuses had these big pods for napping and just for tapping out. And a lot of businesses are actually doing things like this. And it's not because it lowers productivity or morale. So think of something like a hanging egg chair or you know a pillow padded window seat. And number 15, a reset routine. I've shared before about my reset routine. I'll share it here in this video. Having this one routine can save you so much time and effort. So dedicate a few minutes, either at the end or the middle, or even just at various set points, whatever works for you, to do a quick sweep of your workspace, to toss the sludge-stained coffee mug from this morning into the sink or into the dishwasher, straighten the rug that's been scooted off center after hours of rolling your chair back and forth over it. Keeping a minimalist space isn't just about the setup, it's also about the maintenance. Of course, remember that the goal of a minimalist workspace is to create a calm, focused, clutter-free environment that enhances your productivity and your overall well-being. So as always, take what works and leave what doesn't. Adapt these tips to your own personal preferences. Create a space that supports your workflow. 